And welcome back to the Top Down Perspective. As you can see, people watching live or on YouTube, I am alone. There is no Sean. There is no John. John is out of the country. He is in Seattle right now, um, going to the Portland Expo or whatever, that retro gaming expo over this weekend. And he's going to be gone for a few weeks, so you're not going to see much of John around at all, especially around TDP for a while. So, yeah, well, I mean, he'll be back. It's just he's a super, super busy dude. Sean, on the other hand, messaged me earlier today and said he had to bow out because he was feeling sick. So we hope you feel better, Sean. We love you. Hope you feel better. Uh, so yeah, you just got me. The top-down perspective has started, and I am going to talk for roughly 20 to 30 minutes, probably about nonsense. Let's start off with what we've been playing this week, because Sean actually wrote what he's been playing. And Rock Band 4. Sean has been playing Rock Band 4. I bet... Yeah, I bet it's Rock Band. I bet... You know what? I'm going to say... I'm going to basically be Sean here. It's more Rock Band. So if you like that, it's great. There you go. That's Sean's opinion on Rock Band 4. What I've been playing this week... So a lot of people have been telling me I needed to try Soma. And my response to them has been basically, screw you... I get terrified easily. Not easily. I don't get scared easy. What happens is I get stressed out. Like, I think I have some anxiety disorder or something where something that happens in a video game, like a jump scare or some tense situation, won't just happen for that moment for me. It'll carry over into my real life situations and stuff. Like, and I will just get stressed out randomly, like all night sort of thing. So I can't do horror games anymore like I used to be able to, and I don't understand why. Something in my brain, like, snapped or something. But people are saying, you have to try Soma. It's so good. And they are totally right. Soma is an absolutely amazing experience. It's more like a really tense sci-fi situation than a horror game, I would say. Like, there's some ambient horror tropes and stuff going on there. But, um... <clears throat> Yeah, man, fucking... The thing with that game is that there's two parts to it. There's the gameplay stuff, and then there's the story stuff. The story stuff is super, super, super good. Unfortunately, the gameplay stuff is fucking terrible. There's a bunch of, like... I don't know how to talk about this without spoiling some stuff, but... There's a bunch of different situations where there's, like, a new monster or thing you have to get around or is chasing you or whatever. And because of those situations, it becomes more of a hassle to just get to the thing you want to do, which is to find more out about the story or, like, read random notes laying around and try to piece together what's going on. And the monsters are just there as kind of, like a pylon they're just kind of there in your way whereas like they're kind of scary and tense at first they become fucking annoying because when you they're around or when you look at them or whatever look down the hallway where they supposedly are your vision just starts going all wonky and shitty and like you get some weird feedback and stuff like it's just a shitty situation and the first couple times you're just like ooh, creepy creepy or whatever after that, it's just like, no, you're ruining my gameplay experience now. I wanted to read this note about 
this dude who was in this on this like station or whatever and what was going on at the time when he wrote this and now i have to run around stupidly just to get to an area where i can close myself off so i can continue with the story it's it's disheartening too um i've actually i think i got pretty far in that game i have to say i got to a part though where like i'm and people who have played this game will know kind of what i'm talking about i've got to a part where i actually have a pretty innate fear like a pretty deep-seated fear or like anxiety problem with deep deep sea stuff so like if you ever saw that documentary blue planet or any of that stuff where it just like shows animals and creatures and stuff like at the bottom of the ocean like way at the bottom of the ocean that stuff freaks me out the idea that it's so far down that light can't even penetrate and stuff like that like I, it's a bad situation. I get this uh, claustrophobic fear too because, like, that drowning fear where, like, there's you're just covered in water, right? And it's pushing all over on you and you're in the darkness and there's creepy things. Fuck, man. Anyways, what I'm getting at, there is a part where you are literally at the bottom of an ocean, basically. It's called the... They call it the abyss. It's like the abyss in the ocean. And... I stopped playing because I couldn't. I could not physically make myself move in that area. Like, you start moving, and you're just like, okay, this is creepy. And then this giant fucking, like, weird eel snake thing, like, goes by kind of, like, ambiently. I'm sure it probably attacks you later, and it's not just a thing. But, like, you're supposed to follow these little lights that are in a row, to get to your next spot and I stop playing and I can't do it I can't go back to it so what I'm going to be doing is probably just watching a let's play and maybe fast forwarding through that part and hopefully there's nothing like huge to the story there but um I'd say I'm probably about seven hours in I would say maybe six or seven hours uh I don't feel like I've done as much exploring as I probably should have or feel like I wanted to and that's because I started getting frustrated in a lot of the parts where you're being chased and I just stopped giving a shit about trying to be stealthy and going through rooms and like looking at notes and stuff. And I was just like, I'm just going to run through this area now. Fuck this monster. So I think I missed out on some good stuff. There is some really deep seated philosophical bullshit in this game. And it's amazing. Like it's all stuff that you would ask about like, it's all philosophy stuff, like how, if you're augmented or whatever, how, like if you're not fully human, are you human? Like if you have memories, but you don't have a body, are you human? Stuff like that. Holy shit, there's some mind-blowing stuff there. And I have a pretty good idea of how they're probably going to finish that game off. Like I have a pretty good idea as to what comes at the very end, although I'm not sure, obviously. Um... Yeah, there's some good shit in there. There's some really good shit. So I would definitely... If you can do, like, stress, horror, anxiety stuff, okay. Like, whereas I can't. I definitely say pick this up. If you like horror games or, like... I would say if you like sci-fi games more, like... If you like Alien Isolation, that sort of thing. You should totally pick this up. It is super, super compelling. 
And from what I've played so far, and I'm guessing the ending's probably going to be really good too. I'll like know more when I watch a video or whatever. Um, this is probably game of the year material for me. It is. It is really, really good. I don't know how to explain it more without doing like a spoiler cast thing. I, I would love to do a spoiler cast thing about it, but I don't think anybody else I know or do podcasts with and stuff are playing it. So yeah, Soma, it's like 30 bucks or something like that. Totally worth every penny. I'm super, super glad I bought it. And I can't wait to see somebody else play through the end because I'm a big baby and I have phobias. That's kind of all I've been playing. I guess I saw somebody earlier in the chat there say that I played uh, that Keep Talking Nobody Explodes. And I did that on stream for about four hours. And that game is absolutely phenomenal in a way that it's hard to explain. Because as somebody who likes to do streaming, it takes a lot of the onus off of the person playing the game. And it puts all of that stress onto the people that are trying to help them play the game. And that's great. That's a great, great thing for me. The only thing for me is that if you have like trust issues, you're going to have a hard time because the hard part of the game as you as the diffuser, like the person playing with the bomb is actually trusting the people that they give you the right answer. And just like, yeah, man, it's um for anybody who doesn't know, it's an it's a game where one person is diffusing a bomb and one or two or three or however many other people have a copy of the bomb diffuser manual, you're in different locations, right? So this is good for streaming and stuff, just doing it over VoIP. And they are trying to, you're trying to describe to them what you see on the bomb, what modules are there. And they have to look up the modules and you have to talk back and forth about what the solution could be based on whatever like symbols there are, how many wires there are, that sort of thing. And that game can get pretty, pretty intense pretty quickly. I What I started liking to do after I played it, honestly, was I would start watching new people play it. And, like, they're, they're freaking out in the first couple bombs. Like, I'm pretty sure I probably was. And I just shake my head to myself and smile and just, like, oh, dude, you don't know what you're going to get into. I've seen shit, man. Thousand-yard stare right here. Like... You think these early bombs are bad? You have no fucking idea. So that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been basically, with my knowledge about what can come up in that game, I've been going to new people in that game and basically feeling like an elitist and stroking my ego a bit and just being like, yeah, I know. I know what you're about to see and you're not going to like it. Um, that game's totally fine, though. I like that only one person has to buy it, the person that's going to be actually defusing the bomb Everybody else can download the manual or look up the manual for free. Um, yeah. Yeah, that game's pretty good. I know I don't do a lot of, like, self-promotion stuff, but if you wanted to check... If you wanted to check that out, that's on, like, my... that's a There's a VOD of it on my Twitch or YouTube or whatever. Um, also, as a hint, because I'm going to throw this in for self-promo or whatever... Pretty much every game I talk about on Top Down Perspective, there's probably a VOD of me playing it for the first time out there. So if what I'm saying interests you at all, you can probably see me play it for the first time if that's something that interests you. Anyways, that is all I've been playing. That's it. Let's move on to news. 
So, I don't know anything about this news stuff that he put in here. Okay, Ratchet and Clank movie trailer released. Apparently, we have a movie trailer for the Ratchet for Ratchet and Clank. So, what I'm going to do, and I apologize to people listening without video, we are going to add a screen region. So, maybe you should go onto YouTube for this part or whatever, or just look it up for yourself. It's just called Ratchet and Clank Official Trailer 1. And we are going to watch it together right now. Okay, okay, so yeah, it looks like a totally normal animated feature that you would see. Like, pe there's generations of kids that don't actually know what Ratchet and Clank are, that when they see this, they're going to want to see it. So this will probably do fine. It has some really good people behind it. Paul Giamatti is great. John Goodman's fantastic. I don't know who the fuck Bella Thorne is. Rosario Dawson's great. I'm sure it'll be fine. Apparently Sylvester Stallone is a dude in here as well. I kind of don't care. I just kind of don't. So I'm sorry, but I mean, that's news. There's a trailer for that. You can watch it if you want to, and you're listening to this. Nintendo, the Pokemon company, and Google have invested $30 million into Pokemon Go. $30 million. This is... This is what they're going for. They're pushing hard. So $20 million of the investment is being handed off to the studio right off the bat. The funds will aid in continued development on Pokemon Go and Niantic's current game on the market, Ingress, as well as future products. Nintendo and the Pokemon Company are also active in the development of the AR-based Pokemon Go, and Google's involvement seem, or stems from Niantic founder John Hanks' involvement with Google. So, yeah, they are... They're pushing, so I think it's probably going to be good, right? They have some, I mean, they have some of the biggest fucking companies behind it. They have Google, the Pokemon company, obviously, and Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be good. I want to be able to run down the street trying to catch a Pikachu. That's what has to happen. I have to be able to put myself in danger to be able to catch a fake Pokemon that I'm never going to use. I hope so. The future is now, friends. The future is now. Zelda Twilight Princess HD registered on Nintendo update servers. This is a thing people were talking about on Twitter. I, I really, 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 really love Twilight Princess. I know I'm probably in the minority, but um, I'm stoked to see that in HD, because I like, well, for the most part, I like that game. There's some things about that game I really hate, but yeah, I'm, I'm in. I can't wait, so that's going to be good. Firewatch is out February 9th. I still basically have no fucking idea what Firewatch is, so yeah, that's, I mean, I kind of don't care either until it gets a little bit closer. It looks neat. It looks neat. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have here? The Shovel Knight Amiibo is supported in Smash. So, there's that. I don't know. That sh I want that Shovel Knight Amiibo really bad. Also, 
I oh fuck, I probably didn't say this on a podcast. I probably just said it talking to a friend. I fucking knew Mewtwo was going to be there, man. I knew it was going to be an amiibo. I thought they would be a little bit grosser about it, though, and make it, like, an amiibo only available to people, like, in, like, E3 or something. Just, like, a random subset of the population. But, anyways, that's uh, supported in Smash, so that'll be interesting. Last bit of news he has here. Capcom promises to bring back Ghost Trick to iOS after they fix it for iOS 9. So if you've been wanting to play Ghost Trick and you have uh, an iOS device, just wait a little bit longer. You'll get there. I I still have to play that myself, too. I know everybody else has a fucking hard-on for it, so I'm sure it's probably good. Because that's how things work, right? The more people like it, the better it is. I'm pretty sure that's how life in general works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it for news. I don't have any questions here. If you want to write in for questions when there's more than one of us here, you can do so by going to Gmail or your email thing of choice and typing in topdownperspective at gmail.com. Or if you like to Twitter, you can go at TDP Podcast space and then type in a question that way. Uh, you can go to Facebook if you want, facebook.com slash topdownperspective. Yeah. Those are the best ways. I mean, you could go to John's P.O. Box. You know what? We should look up what John's P.O. Box is right now. No, we're not going to do that because that's going to take too much work for me, and I am lazy as hell. So, yeah, I didn't get any questions here, mainly because we probably didn't pull for them. Yeah. Go ahead and ask questions in the chat if you want. I'm going to ramble on to see if anybody has anything. Okay, wait, we got something. Dan the Enigma, I got one question. If you bought Bomberman Act Zero, would you game with John on Fridays with it since John abandoned Baz Nights for the most part? I mean, maybe. Maybe. The thing is, I, I like to do a lot of PC gaming, and because of that, I don't have the capture card hooked up all the time, so it would have to, like, I'd have to make a case for it where. With the capture card hooked up, we would play all three of the games we would play that day would be based on console somehow. So maybe that might be okay. Uh, Paul, what is your favorite game of all time? <laughs> uh, you fucking with me, man? You fucking with me? You fucking with me? I mean, the answer is Resident Evil, probably. That I mean, that's probably not it either. Oh, Resident Evil series, for the most part, anyway. Silent Hill series, again, for the most part. Metal Gear series, completely. I don't think there's one that I actually absolutely, like, hate or anything. Um, I like the first generations of Pokemon. I have a lot of different, what you would call, favorites, probably. Binding of Isaac is a more recent one that you could add to that list. Yeah, I think I have favorite series of games more than I do, like, one single favorite game. Uh, Dan is Star for Bomberman. Fair enough. Uh, how many games do you have in your collection? Uh, my collection's in boxes, for the most part. So, I'm going to say probably 200 console games, 
Let me just double check here. I think I have a backloggery. And I haven't really purchased much since I updated it the last time. So let's see. For console games, roughly 800. Um, for PC games... I mean, for PC games, let's just go based off Steam. And I think I have almost 700 on that. Or is that wrong? That might be wrong. I have some on Origin. Some just kind of installed on my computer that isn't part of like Steam or Origin or Uplay or any of that shit. I have I have about as much PC games over the last five to seven years as I do console games that I've collected my whole life. So yeah. Okay. Favorite drink? I really, really like Diet Pepsi a lot because I like carbonated drinks. I like the flavor of like a standard cola, like your Coca-Cola or Pepsi, but I don't like the sugary aftertaste or the fact that it tastes gross after. Like, I don't like the sugar of it. So, Diet Pepsi. Um, in a pinch, I'll take, like, a Coke Zero or something like that that is caffeine-free and sugar-free and stuff, but i definitely go Diet Pepsi. Pepsi Max is the best Pepsi. Um, I've had it once or twice, and it was okay. I... Yeah, I still prefer my drink. I'm curious. I saw you play The Beginner's Guide. What do you think of it? The Beginner's Guide is the first game this year to make me actually really consider who I was as a person. Um, That game was super powerful to me in a way I can't explain because it wouldn't make any sense to anybody who doesn't have, like, my feelings or memories and stuff like that. It... It hit me real hard. Really, really hard. It was good. Oh my god, they're coming in. Paul, if you played Monsters or played Monster Strike recently, do you like or dislike the new layout? I have not played it recently. I was actually gonna play it today, but I got uh, held up at work with other stuff, so I couldn't. The Super Boob Ninja game Senren Kagura Shinobi versus is getting an HD remake for PC. Are you gonna give it a chance? Fuck yes I am. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's no way I'm not going to. Oh, wasn't that announced a few weeks back, or was that just, I think that was just a rumor back then. It was announced a month ago, we're finally getting info about it. Cool, cool. Uh, Paul's, Paul's perspective is best perspective. <laughs> Alright. How about the payday to microtransactions? Actually, I saw this, and um, I'm super surprised it didn't happen sooner to be completely honest with you because that game really really felt like they could pu they could have pulled that off and that they were going to try something like that a long time ago and instead they just ended up doing a whole bunch of DLC packs which I was totally okay with. I'm still okay with them doing the microtransactions the way they are. I will just never ever 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 take part in it probably. I might do it to just see, like, what I get or whatever. But the practice of doing the, like, slot machine thing where you buy a key to open up an item you got in-game is gross. It's gross practice, and I never liked it. I've taken part in it a few times in Dota, but that was because I was young and stupid back then, and I hope you'll forgive me. Uh, the cast list is finalized. There are pre-order packages. We got a trailer. I don't know what that's for. The game has fucking jiggle physics. 
Okay. Love that Paul perspective. Makes me feel better about today. Hey, man, I'm here for you. That's the only reason I'm here. Because I could have been, I mean, let's face it, I'm here for myself as well, because what else would I be doing? HD remake for PC, you don't need a PSTV anymore. Yeah, I mean, I still kind of want a PSTV, because the PSTV was like seriously 20 bucks at the store here, and I should have just picked it up as a weird oddity to have, but I don't need any more random bullshit just kind of sitting around my place. Uh, yeah. Uh, every game with boobs is automatically good. Isn't that how it works? That's not necessarily true, but they do help a lot, I have to say. Okay. They sure as shit got bad feedback from the community. They are probably getting rid of it. Yeah. It's gross. It's a gross practice to do that type of microtransaction thing. I don't like it at all. Ben Wakeland, 13 Live. Hello. I see you're high there. Um, uh, paying for random shit is unless absolute center of game is bullshit, randomized bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I really don't like it. When Mass Effect 3 did that, that really pissed me off. I think it's a little bit more tolerable when it's an aesthetic thing that you can unlock, like just skins for something that have literally nothing to do with gameplay. With Mass Effect 3, you would unlock weaponry and stuff that would be better or worse. And that is gross. That's unexcusable. I, that's so bad. Um, Yeah, it looks like I got to everything that was a thing there. So thank you for writing into the live chat here for questions. If you wanted to write in for next week, you can do so at topdownperspective at gmail.com, Podcast on Twitter, and facebook.com slash topdownperspective. My game of the week this week is easily Soma. I really suggest people go check it out. Um, Sean's is by default Rock Band 4 and John's by default is driving for 15 hours down a crowded highway to Seattle there you go anyways we'll see you guys next week bye